You're listening to the Sports Moment. February 7th, 2024. Part of the Sports Moments and Memories with Craig Olson podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe so you never miss a sports moment. Sponsored by Pemberton Law. And Lake Area Docks and Lifts. Some days on the podcast, you kind of scramble for things to talk about and for highlights from what is going on. Not today. There's a lot to talk about, and we're going to start with the Otter Nordic Ski Team. We're going to focus more on the ski team tomorrow, and hopefully we'll have some comments to share with you from Coach Scharnberg and some of the members of the Otter Nordic Ski Team, because the boys are headed to state. They finished as runners-up in the Section 8 Nordic Ski Championship meet yesterday. And what another great meet for David Ronovic. Every meet he's been a part of this year, he's been the first place individual finisher. Well, he and Micah Mosier and Jackson Lisney and Logan Bradenberg and Noah Schlosser raced the pursuit for the boys. And then you had the uh, sprint relay team of Tommy Erickson and Jaden Miller. And all of them scored the points that led Fergus Falls to a second-place finish and a state tournament berth. So congratulations to the guys. Also, the girls were third. They just missed out on qualifying for state as a team, but they did get Alexis Wellman qualified. In the pursuit race, Alexis was seventh, and that was good enough to qualify for next week's state meet at Giants Ridge at Bawabic. It's been a great season, even with the strange weather and snow conditions that they've been dealing with. The Otter Nordic Ski Team making some school history there with the state championship meet their goal at the beginning of the season. Now they're realizing that goal as the boys will compete as a team next week and Alexis Wellman individually. Again, more on this tomorrow. I do want to focus in on the highlights from last night on the girls' basketball court. And we had three 1,000-point scorers last night, reaching their milestone of 1,000 points. And then we had Willow Thiel from Purim. And what a night for Willow. What a year. What a career. Willow reached 2,000 career points to go along with her 1,000 career rebounds. She is the 80th girls' basketball player in Minnesota history to get to the level of 2,000 career points and 1,000 career rebounds. It does not happen often. And she was 33 points away from that 2,000 mark going into the game last night. I asked her how aware she was as it was getting closer that uh, she was almost at that point of getting that 2,000. Um, I kind of knew just by how Super was reacting and just like because I knew I was close. Um, I think I got a little bit nervous, but overall it was just an exciting feeling. So I was just excited to be there and to have a community there for me. So Willow, were your teammates getting to the ball more than usual? I know you get it a lot, but it was more than usual last night as you pursued that mark? Yeah, I think that's something we talked about a lot um, since we lost last Tuesday. Um, I think that was one of our goals because, like you said, when I do get the ball inside and I do get doubled or other teams help a lot, um, it does create those open shots on the outside. And so it's really hard for other teams to guard us when we get the ball inside, move it out, back and forth, stuff like that. 
Well, you've reached a lot of milestones in your career with 1,000 career points first, then the 1,000 rebounds, now the 2,000 points. How do you handle the extra attention that you get from media and fans when those accomplishments are, are happening? Um, I think it's good for not only me, but also for my team, because although um, when you do look at the score, I am scoring a lot of points, but it's mostly because of my team and their amazing passes. And when I do get team, double teamed, I can kick out, and I know a lot of girls can hit shots. So I think it's just really good for our team just to get people to come watch and not only watch me, but see how amazing our team is overall. Willow is going to play more basketball at the uh, University of Minnesota Crookston after her high school days are over, but they're not over yet. And I asked Willow how far she thought this team can go. Um, I think we can go really far as long as we continue to be ourselves. Um, I think the only team really that can beat us is us. And I think that one thing we have to focus on is just staying positive and trusting our team and our coaches. Willow Thiel, senior, 2,000 career points, 1,000 career rebounds for the Perm Yellow Jackets. TJ Super is her head coach, and TJ joined us also for uh, some comments, and we'll hear from TJ about those uh, comments that I asked him about in just a moment. But first, I do want to thank the folks at Pemberton Law for being a sponsor of the podcast. They have offices in Fergus Falls, Wadena, Detroit Lakes and Alexandria, and you can visit them online at PEMLaw.com. Pemberton Law carries a legacy of trustworthy and reputable legal representation dating back to 1883. Well, TJ Super has been coaching Purim for several years, and, and I asked him what having a 2,000 career point scorer and a 1,000 career rebounder a means to uh, the Yellow Jackets and how Willow got to that point. What made the difference for her in reaching those milestones? Yeah, well, she's been on a pretty meteoric rise. Like, you know, she's um, played since she was in eighth grade, but she didn't score a lot in eighth or ninth grade. And um, she has just continued to work on her game. And, you know, she upped her average to 17 as a sophomore and 22 as a as a junior and now she's up, you know, about 29 a game and um, she's just taken her game to a whole new level, but she's challenged herself in the off season. She played at the top level of AAU this last year, you know, driving to the cities um, and going and doing that. And, um, you know, she's a girl that'll come and get the keys and sometimes 10, 11 o'clock at night and go to the gym and um, put in the time. And so um, you, you don't get to, you don't get to these types of accomplishments and these types of numbers without putting in a ton of time. Um, but the other part of that is like, um, she's a post. And so she doesn't get to dribble up the ball and kind of just shoot it whenever she wants it. Like she needs a, a team that is going to um, commit to giving her the ball. And um, we always talk about it, the sacrifice of other girls that they give of themselves and um, girls sacrifice shots and they sacrifice touches to get well the ball. Cause they know what's best for the team. And, um, Willow has benefited from that, um, having a whole bunch of really, really, really great teammates. TJ, I know that uh, Willow sees a lot of special defenses, gets some double teams, some triple teams, uh, maybe some boxing ones, uh, a lot of different things. But when that happens, you've had other girls step up, and this is not a team that has to totally rely on Willow. You do have other scorers. No, I mean, it's a, it's a really good example. You know, even in just our game last night, they were double-teaming Willow. They were triple-teaming her when she got the ball. 
um, doubling her before she got the ball. And, um, you know, they were just basically like kind of daring other girls to shoot and other girls knock down shots. And um, we had girls driving and kicking and taking it to the basket and finishing, making threes. And, you know, at halftime, after the, all that double and triple teaming, we had girls that had made shots and Willow still had 15 and eight rebounds at half. I mean, that's a good game for most girls. And um, that was her halftime of a team that was, like, doing everything they could to take her out. She just finds ways to get the ball. She goes and gets offensive rebounds. And then the girls on our team are just amazing at finding ways that, you know what, they'll drive, they'll pass up a really good shot to try to get a great shot. And a lot of times that ball ends up towards Willow, and uh, when she gets it, she's pretty deadly inside. Well, when you look at Willow and her accomplishments, the thing that stands out when you watch her in action is uh, the unique type of an athlete she is. Yeah, I mean, she's a freak, obviously. Um, Athletically, I mean, she's big and strong, and she's faster than most girls, and she can jump higher. And um, But, you know, there's a lot of girls that have those same attributes. Um, her footwork is insane. Her positioning, her body work that she um, does inside, um, she gets to the good spots, and uh, doubles will come, and she's developed, like, you know, she's developed step-throughs, so, so she can drive through double teams, and she can spin away from double teams, and she can hit fadeaways, and, um, you know, teams kind of dare her to shoot from the outside sometimes, and she's shooting 50% from three this year, and so she finds different ways to score. Um, it's not just athleticism, but, you know, that obviously helps quite a bit when you're athletic. So, TJ, you have coached her for, well, since eighth grade. She's a senior now. You've seen her in countless practices. You've seen her in countless game situations. Does she still do things in practice or in games that make you shake your head? Well, yeah, she's, um, you know, just really unbelievable. You know, I mean, even though I've seen it a lot, like, um, we knew she was going to be good this year. Obviously, she was conference MVP last year. She led us to the section title. She was by far, you know, the best player in the section last year. Um, but she's kind of at a whole new whole new level this year. Um, but um, she's smart. She thinks the game. She's the smartest player that I've ever coached. She will she'll talk scouting reports and matchups, and she'll come up with stuff for practice plans. I mean, she completely designed an entire practice plan one day, and I was like, that's good. Let's go with it. And, I mean, so she's thinking the game more than most girls. And uh, so you just put all those attributes together, and you're not surprised. But, yeah, you like you said, shake your head. It's just kind of an amazement of what you see sometimes. Sounds like maybe a future coach in the making, huh? Yeah, I hope so. Hopefully somewhere besides Permville, because she'll probably come take my job if she wants the Perm <laughs> job. <No. laughs> well, it has to be just a, an absolute joy to coach a player who has the desire, the intensity, and the skills that uh, Willow has, and, and the hard work ethic, too. So um, great things ahead for her, I'm sure. And I'm sure you're hoping great things ahead for the Yellow Jackets in her senior year as we turn the page and head to the playoffs very shortly you're in a tough section, though. How do you view the section competition this year? Yeah, I think the section is a lot better than it was last year. I think last year was maybe a little bit more even. Um, and, you know, we we saw that with, I think, uh, Guadino was either a 10 or 11 seed, and they made it to the section championship. And, I mean, we kind of predicted it last year that someone in the middle of the pack was probably going to win some games. We didn't know how many. But um, this year, I think, um, you know, it's still got some good depth to it, but the top end is pretty good. I mean, Monaga's 19 and 1, and Pelican's 18 and 2, and Barnesville's 
whatever, 16 and 5 or whatever. But, I mean, obviously they beat us twice, and East Grand Forks only has a couple losses. And I think all of East Grand Forks losses are basically to the other top teams in the section. And, I mean, I think you're sitting at 5, and then you add in 6, 7. I mean, there's a lot of really good teams. Um, that being said, we're trying to be consistent. And uh, this year's team is a little bit, uh, a little bit less consistent than last year's team. Um, our lows are a little bit lower, but our highs are quite a bit higher. And so that's good. Our top level that we can get to is really, really, really quite good. With I think we can play with you know some of the best teams in the state, um, and we proved that when we went and played with Minnehaha. But um, what we what we have to avoid is those lows. We have to avoid those those lows, and um, I think if we do that, we'll be good. Um, but we, we're going to have to fight to get through the section. That's head coach TJ Super of the Purim Yellow Jackets. Number seven, QRF in the state in AA and at the top of the Section 8-2A standings right now. Well, as I mentioned, uh, there were three other players that hit milestones last night. More on that in a minute. Donovan and Renee Rasmussen at Lake Area Docks and Lifts are one of the sponsors of our podcast. We appreciate them very much. And I know they're excited about an early spring, perhaps, and a fun-filled summer on the water. And they're here to help you out. Lake Area Docks and Lifts, you can visit them online or at five different locations across Lakes Area. Lake Area Docks and Lifts, more than just docks and lifts. Lake Area Docks and Lifts. So three more individuals reached 1,000 career points last night. One of them came in a victory for Ellie Welch of Pelican Rapids. Ellie had a double-double. She does that pretty regularly. And last night, part of her double-double was her 1,000th career point as the Vikings beat Barnesville in a tightly contested Heart Lakes Conference game, 62-59. to Now, her teammate, Morgan Korf, also had a double-double in that game with the 25 points leading the way for the Vikings. And those two girls together have had a, a number of double-doubles in the same game. It seems like at least one of them is getting a double-double every game for uh, Brian Korf's team. Also reaching 1,000 career points, Savannah Sullivan from Rossay. Savannah scored 22 last night. Now the Tigers lost. They played the top team in the Little Lake Conference, Hancock, and got beat 86-50, to but congratulations to Savannah on reaching that 1,000-point mark. And in Holly, Izzy Steer scored 14. She reached 1,000 career points, even though the Nuggets lost to DGF 53-40 to in that game. Other girls basketball last night, Brainerd beat Fergus Falls 64-50. to Clinton Graceville Beardsley knocked off Ashby 75-38. Wheaton Herman Norcross 61, Battle Lake 51, Hillcrest over Parker's Prairie 64-28. Underwood defeated Brandon Evansville, 58-22. It was Bold, 66, West Central Area, 52. And Henning won 66-33 over Browerville. In boys basketball last night, Hillcrest wins at home, 63-51 over Breckenridge. That's eight straight wins for the Comets. Underwood knocked off Battle Lake, 79-72. Border West took Ashby, 62-48. Brandon Evansville over Rothsay, 82-75. Parker's Prairie won at Hancock, 77-68. DGF held off Hawley for a 56-54 win. It was Bemidji, 78. Purim, 68. 
Henning over Wadena Deer Creek 72 to 60, and Pillager defeated New York Mills 61 to 50 last night. In boys hockey, Fergus Falls got a shutout from Ryan Nelson in goal. Ryan made 31 saves in the game, and the Otters defeated Wilmer 6 to nothing. Kellen Stenstrom has been on a scoring spree, and he had two goals and assists last night. Shane Zierden had a couple of assists, and so did uh, Leighton Buckmeyer as the Otters get the 6-0 win on their home ice. And in wrestling, Fergus Falls dropped a pair of duels in their home triangular. They lost to Wadena Deer Creek 39-33 and lost to Pelican Rapids 44-30. Barnesville split their duels last night, beating Crookston 48-30 to and knocking off, uh, getting uh, knocked off by DGF 57-13 to in the other duel that they had uh, last night. So that's your local recap from last night. And a couple of things regionally, the Minnesota Timberwolves blew a 23-point lead in Chicago last night, and they lost. In overtime, 129 to 123 to the Bulls. Cody White and DeMar DeRozan each scored 33 to help the Bulls overcome that large deficit. Anthony Edwards had 38 points and 12 rebounds for Minnesota. Carl Anthony Towns had 33. This was the opening game of a four game road trip. Minnesota, Oklahoma City, and Denver are all 35 and 16 and tied for first place in the Western Conference standings. And the Gophers came from behind. They were down nine and beat Michigan State 59-56. Freshman Cam Christie scored 14 of his team-high 19 in the second half as the Gophers improved to 15-7 and overall, 6-5 and in the Big Ten. That was their third straight a Big Ten victory, and good to see that happening. And tonight, the Wild are back in action. They have had a long break for the All-Star break in the NHL. They'll be in Chicago to take on a Blackhawks team that has lost four in a row. And the Wild are 21-23-5. and They are seventh in the Central Division. They need wins, and they need a lot. They've got to get hot right now. Can't wait. Can't put it off. And that'll do it for our podcast today. Congratulations to all the, the gals who set milestones and to the Otter Nordic Ski Guys on the qualifying for state and Alexis Wellman for qualifying individually. Again, more on that tomorrow on our podcast. So be sure and come back uh, tomorrow. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to the Sports Moment with Craig Olson. Sponsored by Pemberton Law and Lake Area Docks and Lifts. Produced by Sunroom Lab. Music by Blue Red Roses. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And thanks for listening.